tend to acknowledge all these gifts among us. We recognize the gifts of, of, of the, the people who are set among us and the way we do provide and help and encourage and, and care for one another. We thank you for Pastor Matt, the gift that he is, and so I just pray that you would stir up your gift in him, encourage and instruct us through your word through him this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning. Well, it is good to be back. Uh, I was actually supposed to be up here last week, um, but uh, a little bit of a stomach bug just kind of run through our entire house. Quite a fun time. Um, you know, if, if you've ever had little kids with stomach bugs, there's, there's nothing more strange than that. Um, and so last week, uh, Pastor Billy filled in for me. So this week, I'm excited because uh, the, the word I had for you last week really got to marinate and actually changed quite a bit. And so I'm excited about the opportunity to share that with you this morning. So if you guys want to open up your Bibles, we're going to start in Proverbs. Proverbs 16, 32. Proverbs 16, 32. Proverbs 16, 32 reads this way. Better a patient man than a warrior, a man who controls his temper than the one who takes a city. I'm going to read that one more time. Proverbs 16, 32, if you're still flipping there. Better a patient man than a warrior, a man who controls his temper than the one who takes a city. This is something that uh, in my life God has been working on quite diligently, probably for, I don't know, 42 years, is patience in my life. And, and here in Proverbs he is saying that it's actually better to be a patient man than to be the, the most mighty warrior. It's better to be one who can control their temper than one who can actually literally take an entire city. And so in, in this one sentence, the writer of this proverb is telling us how powerful patience is. How powerful it can be. That it is better than being able to take an entire city. It's better than being able to be the strongest and the most mighty warrior. And honestly, here in our world today, and, and every single year it gets worse and worse, patience is no longer just a virtue, it is a lost art. The idea of waiting for something, waiting on something, is just non-existent. I read an article um, yesterday about the internet, and it said that if, if you have uh, bad internet service, and you have a video, on average, if you have a video that takes longer than 10 seconds, 95% of the people that click on a video and it takes longer than 10 seconds to load, flip to something else flips to something else. If you have good internet and you your video loads right away, 75% of the people watch it no longer than 42 seconds. There was a lot more in the article, but my internet's not that great, so I didn't get to the bottom of the article. Yeah. So we live in a world and we and 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 the world has conditioned us that we literally don't wait for anything. And, and as long as I can remember, this has been something that has I've always struggled with in my life. I make decisions on lunch based on lines. If I'm driving and I'm going to a drive-thru and I drive by Chick-fil-A, I haven't eaten at Chick-fil-A in a long time. I ate the other day because my brother-in-law wanted to. But you know how long the line at Chick-fil-A is? Even if they're really good and they're really efficient, and I know they are, if I drive by that line and that line is more than five or six cars, I'm going to Bojangles. Because Bojangles is like two. When I go to Harris Teeter for lunch, I either get a sub or I get the to-go salad or I get the buffet. You know why? Because if the sub line is too long, I want whatever I can get in my belly quickly. And I live most of my life that way. I make a lot of decisions based on how long I'm going to have to wait for something. 
But as, as the Lord was, was dealing with me in this and in some of the scriptures, uh, it actually really kind of res- kind of came out of last week's reading, which uh, you know, we're going to get to that in a few that actually, not only is that not a, a good thing in my life, but I'm actually missing out on something quite powerful that that has. Not just for me, but for me to use in the world and in my everyday life. So not only is it controlling me, my lack of patience, and, and is controlling some of us in this room, my lack of patience, but I'm also missing out on something extremely powerful that God has for me. And when I began to grasp a hold of that, it began to change everything about how I looked at this virtue. And it's not really, it's, a, it's not a virtue, it's a fruit, right? A fruit of the Spirit. We're going to get to that in a minute. This is something that God has ordained for us, not just so that we can be patient, not just so that we can walk through life, but so that we can walk through life with power. And if you begin to, to kind of research and you begin to scroll through the scriptures when it talks about patience, often we always think about patience as waiting for something. Right in our life, that's how I do it. I'm waiting for food. I'm I'm waiting for a TV show. You're waiting for a video to load. You're waiting for this. You're waiting for that. But really, in the in the scripture, there's not as much about waiting for something in particular. There is. There's the, all through scripture, you'll see a, the instances where you'll be patient, and, and the Lord will provide. Be patient in this. But actually, there's two main things in the Bible that God talks about when it talks about being patient. Oh, three. We'll give you three. How about that? It's a little better, right? Close by three and a two. Is that the, that's the proper way. Um, some, are, some are a little harder than others. But one is that we wait for the Lord. We wait on the Lord. All through Scripture, all through the Psalms, you see that I will wait for the Lord. I'll wait for him to return. I'll wait for him uh, in eternity. Uh, Romans 8.25 says that we wait patiently for the Lord for his return. Psalm 37 says I wait on him. My heart is steadfast. There, this, this idea that we wait for the Lord, that we don't move until God says so. That we don't just step into something and go full bore, but that we wait knowing that God has ordained things for us. If we are patient and we wait and we listen, he will show us those things. This is not just about what we can get. And, you know, the, the harvest is, is coming and I'm just waiting on all my harvest, everything that I can receive. I want to be patient for all the things I receive. When do we have to be patient to move when God tells us to move. And so there's this art of waiting for the Lord. Then there's this incredible art that says that we're supposed to be patient in suffering. Romans 12, 12 says, never lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord, and be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Sometimes we walk through hard things, and God is saying, be patient. I will come and I will heal you. I will, hurt, I will take away those hurts. I will take away those pains. But I'm going to walk you through this. Psalm 23 tells us that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will feel no evil because you are with me. We're called to be patient. We're in this, this mode in our life that it, we don't like to sit and wait in anything. We are always looking for the next thing. We're always waiting for the next opportunity, the, the next satisfaction, the next high, the next whatever it might be in our life. And we very rarely can stay in the moment that God has for us and in the moment of what God wants to teach us in it. And often when we do that, we begin to miss these incredible opportunities that God wants to do something in your life. But really, when you dig into this, the power we lose is the power 
of relationship. When we can't walk in purpose, we begin to lose the power of community. Two weeks ago, the, one of the readings was Ephesians 4. And I shared this in, in staff meeting. And ever since I shared it, God just really began to, began to do a, just a work in my heart, in my thoughts, uh, in just my conscience. Because as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you, this is Ephesians 4, sorry, Ephesians 4, if you want to flip there. Ephesians 4, as a prisoner for the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of, of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope in your call. There is one Lord, there is one faith, there is one baptism, there is one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in you all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportions it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led the captives in his train and gave gifts to men. You know, when I, when I read this and I shared the staff, you know, one of the things I, I realized very quickly is, is we're called to unity by God. One faith, one God. One faith, one God. We, it is a call by God to that. But the responsibility of unity is on you and me. The responsibility of walking in unity together is on you and me. And here he starts with, be completely humble and gentle and be patient. Be completely humble and gentle and be patient. As, as I began to read this and as I began to dig into some other scriptures, I began to realize that, that patience actually is one of the threads that allows you to do most of this. Because patience allows you to walk into a situation or walk into a relationship or walk into a conversation. And patience allows you to listen to what that person might say. To listen to the heart of whatever is going on in that person. Patience doesn't mean you agree with or, or that, that you, you compromise all your beliefs in order to make that person happy. Patience is the way we go about our relationships. And this is a God-ordained, not just a God-ordained thing, but it's a God, he, he demonstrated it all throughout history. Numbers 18, uh, 14, 18 says this, the Lord is slow to anger, but he's abounding in love. And James reminds us that we're called to do the same thing. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak slow to become angry. And I realize when I am impatient, that anger comes much quicker than peace. That when I am, am, am worried about uh, what's next in my life, and just my every single day, what's next in my life, I am very easily agitated. When I am impatient in conversations, and that my goal in those conversations is to be right, or to make sure I get my point proven, which, you know, you think I'd learn because very rarely in some of these conversations am I right. No examples of that today. I'm not going to give any examples. But what happens is at that impatience, I don't listen. And because I don't listen, I, I, I have no compassion for the person sitting across from me. I have no compassion for my children when they're, you know, sitting in the back seat going, this is taking too long, this is taking too long, this is taking too long. 
I have no, I have no compassion. I just have frustration towards them. And I give the frustration to them so willingly and so abundantly sometimes. And, and sometimes just extremely well. And then I wonder why I feel frustrated. But I realize that here's the key that we have to remember. That patience is not the goal. Patience is the fruit. Patience is not the goal. Patience is the fruit. Galatians 6.10 tells us that here are the fruit of the Spirit. Here's the fruit of the Spirit. That patience comes from my relationship with the Lord. From my obedience to the Holy Spirit. From, from worshiping God. It comes from my time with Him. But often what I try to do is I try to gird myself up with patience. And it's too late by then. When your kid's in the back seat and, and, and he is so nicely saying, this is taking too long, this is taking too long. If that's when I decide to exercise patience, way too late. Way too late. When I'm in a conversation with, with one of my friends and, and, and I'm not listening to him, I'm not, and, I, and I'm in the middle of that conversation, I'm going to be patient. It's too late. I, I've already pushed past patience. But if I am with the Lord and I let the Holy Spirit speak to me and I am attentive to the Holy Spirit, it's a fruit of my relationship with Him that then patience comes. That then I can begin to walk in patience. And I believe that, that there is power in being able to be patient. Not just with each other in the body of Christ, but in the world that we live in. Because the world we live in is the most impatient place that we will ever see. The conversations that are happening right now are full of anger and anxiety and, and fear. And often what we do is we respond to those almost in kind. Under the, under the, the disguise that I'm right and here's what scripture says and here's, but we're not approaching those conversations with patience. You, you ever read 1 Corinthians chapter 13? Anybody know? Love is? called to love the world, called to love our neighbor as ourselves. We're going to love God, love people. First thing written there is love is patient. Love is patient, love is kind, love is gentle, love is peaceful. And I begin to just play back just different conversations in my days and you know, over the last couple of weeks and I begin to realize here, if I was patient, there might have been a whole different kind of conversation. I believe that if we can walk in patience and we walk in the fruit of of the spirit of patience, we actually allow God to do a work, not just in us, but those that are surrounding us. When somebody is raging against, uh, when somebody is raging against the government, when somebody is raging for masks or against masks or for vaccines or against vaccines or for whatever, we can't not rage back. We got to enter those conversations with patience. With with slow to anger, but quick to listen. Because what we really want to do is let God do a work in my heart and in the person I'm talking to. We want God to do a work in their heart. But if I come into that conversation with, with anger and frustration and I, I want to be right and I'm not walking in patience, I'm not willing to walk in patience towards you, really doesn't leave a whole lot of room for God to move. Because that person begins to shut down. I believe with all my heart that the more we can walk in patience, the more we will see unity in our body, and the more we will see peace begin to reign in our churches.
if we can walk in patience towards those around us, the more we'll see God move in our lives because he is not shutting the door. We often think if, if we're patient and we listen that we're agreeing, you know, that, that, that we're not standing up for what's right. No matter what the conversation is, no matter what is going on, I don't care. You can, you can have any conversation you want. But it's our responsibility in those conversations, no matter who it's with, to be patient, to be kind, to be loving. We still stand for the truth. We still hold on to the truth, whatever that might be, or not whatever that might be. That sounds bad. But to God's truth in that. But it is called, we are called to be patient. Because God calls us with one body, one faith, one baptism, one God and the Father of all. But it's up to me and you to make every effort to keep the body together. To be patient, to be merciful, to be kind one to another. But if we don't start with the goal of just being with Jesus. And if we don't start with the goal of just worshiping God, if we don't start with the goal of being sensitive and obedient to the power of the Holy Spirit, we won't walk in patience. I promise you. I tried. Am trying. I'll probably try later on this afternoon. Bunch of times. Now I'm really nervous about bunch of times. And, and not just nervous, but convicted. And it's just a, But the goal is not patience. The fruit so if you're struggling walking in patience and struggling being patient on the Lord and struggling being patient with those around you and those in your family and those that you work with, those in the church, whoever it might be, get with God. Get alone with Him. Dig into the Word. Pray and pour it out to Him because it is the fruit of the Spirit of God. It is, it is not for us, for, for us to just gird ourselves up and say, I'm going to just be patient. It won't happen. If you try to do it on your own, it will never, never work. But I promise, and the word promises each and every time, that if we dig into the Lord and we're obedient, that this will be the fruit of our lives. And I believe in this day and age, in this time, in, in, in the climate of our culture, patience might be one of the strongest fruits of the Spirit to permeate relationships, to permeate hearts, to permeate the lives of those around us for the gospel. So I want to challenge you this week to be with the Lord. Not, I don't want to challenge you to be patient. I want to challenge you to draw closer to the Lord. And let the natural fruit of being with Him and the natural fruit of being obedient to the Holy Spirit then produce a heart that is filled with patience and love. Often we forget what happened in those situations. And then later down the road in a month's time, we, we forget how God moved when we were obedient to the Holy Spirit and patience and He was doing and kindness was there. Write it down if you have to. Keep track of it. And the Bible says don't keep track of wrong, but keep track of those things. Keep track of those times that God moved in your life so you can remember. The Bible talks often about remember how I moved, remember what I did, remember, 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 so you don't forget those things. So I promise if you dig in, patience can reign in your life. Peace begins to come in. And you begin to open up doors and set the captives free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you that you have provided for us an open gate, Lord, an open door to be with you anytime and all the time. Lord, I pray that we would come to you each and every day, Lord, that we would dig into your word, that we'd be diligent to worship you, Lord, that we'd be obedient to the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
Lord, that we would walk in truth. Lord, we would walk steadfast. Lord, we would walk in forbearance. That we'd wait for you. We would grieve for you. That we'd be patient with one another. We'd be patient with those that we come in contact with in the grocery store and work or wherever it might be. Lord, that we would be like the proverb says, patient more than doing. That we would recognize the power of being patient more than the power of being strong and mighty and able to take things by force. Lord, I pray that blessing upon each one. In your name.